Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Pacific City Zeroes, run in the Sentinel Comics RPG system. Uh, my name is Harry, and I will be running the game for this evening, as well as playing uh, Vincent Vindictive Avery. Uh, joining me tonight, we have... Hi, my name is Chris, and I will be rejoining the game, playing the role of Brian the Beyonder. Uh, hi, I'm Joe, and I'll be playing the role of Quintess. Hi, I'm John, and I will be playing First Responder. And I'm Jonathan, and I'll be playing uh, Victor Adeus. All right, and guess what? It's the holidays! It's Yes, that's right, it's that time of year where everyone gets warm and fuzzy as the weather tips down below, and everyone's suddenly concerned about getting people gifts. Or at the very least, trying to figure out plans for the ensuing long amount of holidays. So, um, we're going to say that this is going to start around the, like, first week of December, sort of, uh, just to give you an idea of, like, the time frame. You know, the Black Friday sales have come down, the Christmas sales have started, the Christmas and other holiday sales have started coming up, stuff starts getting decorated around town, they put out those wonderful little kitschy, you know, store displays or window paintings with Santa and elves and all the other crap. And we are going to figure out, sort of, What's everyone's plan, or how do they feel about the holidays? And we're going to be doing this, and for those of you listening, I have done a bit of figuring out this behind the curtain. So we're going to do this in order of, like, most, uh, least to most concerned about the particular holidays. Starting off with, um, First Responder. And, sorry, John, what is First Responder's, like, name, not their superhero moniker? You see, I... I feel like I, I named him uh, in the last session he showed up in, and I didn't write it down. So I'm uh, going to just uh, click random name generator a couple times until... Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Chris getting on in years. He, he's forgetting things. Um, uh, uh, I think... Oh, okay, there's a good one. Uh, he is Lou Hibbert. <laughs> All right, Lou. So, how does First Responder feel about the holidays? Um, I mean, he's kind of indifferent to it. Um, he never uh, had any kids, so he's kind of alone for the holidays. He, he, he dislikes the fact that it disrupts his usual television schedules with all these holiday specials. Can't find a good cooking show that isn't just about co making cookies, you know. Or turkey or other some such thing. Yeah. I yeah. will say um, one other thing that you do also hate, and it's something you thought you got to avoid by moving to the relatively temperate, you know, Pacific Northwest, is the cold. Mm -hmm. Cold, it just, every time the temperature dips below a certain point, your joints just start aching, particularly your knees. And you thought that you'd manage to get away with it because, you know, it's the Pacific Northwest. Our winters are fairly mild. But uh, this year, apparently, some sort of, like, freak cold snap has come over Pacific City. Um, the weather channel says it should be gone in a couple days, but do expect some pretty, like, you know, deep temperatures. Think in, like, the, the negative three to negative four range, pretty much for the next couple of days. Which, uh, that's not great for you, because, oh man, like, you're not debilitated by any stretch of the imagination, but God is it annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, his, his holiday plans, uh, are basically to sit in his his chair, put a blanket over his legs, and, and continue 
trying to find something that isn't a Christmas special on TV. An extremely noble goal. All right. Um, so, from Hibbert's, well, from uh, Mr. Hibbert. Um, is Hibbert a doctor? Uh, technically, yeah. Yeah, he is a Oh my god, John. <laughs> it wasn't on purpose. I just, I, I liked actually the first name. I can change the last name. <laughs> if it's, if it's going to be a problem. You know, do you know who Doctor Hibbert is? Yes, I know. I, okay. <laughs> there, I, 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 his name is gonna. I'll, I'll change his last name. It's Rivers now. There, Doctor River. All right, Doctor Rivers. So, from the relative comfort of Doctor Rivers's uh, humble apartment, we are going to shift gears to the sort of other end of the scale with Quintess, who probably who is living, if I remember correctly, out of an abandoned subway station. Yes, in, so, a sub in an abandoned subway car. Yes. So, Quintess, what exactly do you do for the holidays? You must have had some family or other sort of things before, you know, the incident. But it's not like you can really show up for, you know, turkey dinner the way you are. Uh, yeah, Quintess was, it, it wasn't particularly attached to visiting family anyway. But at, at, especially during this time when she can't really meet anybody, it's been especially hard. So she, instead of uh, visiting her family, uh, Quintess had a, a, an epiphany one day walking around uh, in disguise and realized that the, uh, a really easy way to have social interaction during the holidays is to dress up like a Santa. So Quintess is currently on, a, on whichever uh, street corner she needs to be. Um, uh, dressed up in a bulky, uh, ill-fitting Santa outfit with a fake beard, uh, collecting for a charity that does not exist. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, and that is kind of the benefit of that, uh, that recent stretch of the, the cold weather is that you got more people wearing coats, so suddenly someone wearing, like, a big, bulky, almost kind of furry outfit is something that actually now just makes a lot of sense instead of, like, you know, incredibly suspicious. I would be. I would say more like, what if Santa ate like a bunch of wires and tubing, and then it all bulged out of his stomach? So oh, she's just oh, constantly oh. having to readjust as like suddenly she'll like bend and then like a tube will like poke, start poking out the side of the outfit, and she has to like fish it back in. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, the spirit of the holidays is still in people. Most people tend to think it's some sort of like. You suspect they think it might be, like, a heating thing, since they don't really seem to, like, you know, bring it up or mention anything. But yeah, you do get to talking to a few people about your, uh, wonderful charitable cause of saving... The children. Ah, yes, of course, the children. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so you get to have a bit of, like, conversation that you normally wouldn't have any other time of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we are going to go over to, uh, uh da, 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 da. there we go, uh, Victor. So, Victor, being, um, shall we say, extremely new money, do you do anything for the holidays? Or is this just kind of, you know, constant living in splendor throughout the rest of the year? And this, like, time is no exception. No, you might think that, but Victor comes from an Italian family. Oh. Uh, specifically an Italian Catholic family. And so Christmas is all about guilt. Uh, <laughs> now, he doesn't have a lot of family in this part of the country or in this part of the world, but he does have an aunt 
uh, who he does not visit nearly often enough. And he and makes up for that by... <laughs> yeah, exactly. He makes up for it by lavishing her with gifts, uh, etc. Uh, over the holidays. So he actually spends most of his time, uh, you know, uh, in the burbs, um, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he tries not to let that get him down. Uh, he, he generally has a good relationship with her and they, they do enjoy their company, but it, it, she, she does nag a little. Oh, Victor, Victor, you're not eating. You're so skinny. Yeah, come in, come in. Have some, to, uh, have some manja. Uh, yeah, pretty much. All right. So I guess at this point in the holidays, it's still pretty early. You're probably looking for gift or gifts to give to this aunt of yours. Yes. Yes. All right. So we'll say that right now you're sort of in the uh, the process of sort of narrowing down. Okay, what is something that is lavish enough that it sort of makes up for the lack of communication, but also isn't too similar to stuff that you've gotten her last year. I have three interns working on this right now, and sifting through their suggestion emails is basically a full-time job. Yes, absolutely. And um, with that, we finally come to Brian! Yeah. Who basically has, from what I've been told, more or less a bit of a conniption in getting the holiday spirit. Yes. So, basically, as you all know, the holidays are a very busy time of year, and Brian, being a high-functioning family man, uh, is in a constant state of near-panic attack for the entire month of December because he wants to make sure that the holidays are always just right. So, this includes getting the perfect presents for everybody, making sure that Christmas dinner... uh, just the day itself is planned out perfectly, um, ensuring that the decorations are good and that they can do everything before, you know, the inevitable holiday rush towards the stores and everything like that. So yeah, he is, uh, I mean, already a very high-strung individual. It is just cranked up to 11 with the on- with the oncoming day that is Christmas. So, did Brian's original dimension also have Christmas? They did, and there are some traditions from his old dimension that he has incorporated into his family. So, like, um, certain arrangements of flowers and stuff like that, as well as specific uh, food items that are also included in Christmas dinner and things like that. Alright, well, I'm gonna say it's the beginning of December, so you're thinking, I've gotta get stuff off this list post-haste, and the first thing is buying gifts for the kids because that's probably going to be the most difficult. Oh, yes. So I need something for Morgana, Sam, and Leland. All three of them. And this year I'm buying for three as opposed to just two. Yes. So luckily for you, Leland is kind of easy to purchase for. Like, obviously you're still going to try and do something fairly personal, but, you know, he's only one years old. He's not really going to remember the exact details of the probably safe, rounded-edged, uh, rounded-edged toy you're going to get him. Exactly, yeah. Sam but... and Morgana, however, are kind of a different story. Yep. So, Morgana, being 17, uh-huh. first, the, and they've handed in, you know, Christmas lists to give to yep. Santa. Uh, top of Morgana's list is her own car. Oh! Now, you do know that this is kind of, like, less a I demand this, and more of a you know, in the event of a Christmas miracle, I would like gift. 
mm-hmm. still is the top of the list, but does kind of remind you that she is, you know, 17 and she is starting to burgeon into her own sort of independence as a teenager. She can only borrow the family car for so long. Uh, but other than that, most of the other stuff on her list is various sort of like, you know, um, expensive makeups that she wouldn't really buy with her own money, um, gift cards, cash, very practical gifts. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just, you know, as you get older, these sort of things become more and more enticing than some sort of uh, personalized gift. Right. Okay. Uh, Sam, however, is going to be the one that is probably the most difficult because he wants the new Spectrum game console that apparently just got released. You're not entirely sure of the details. Though okay. he has given you a very exacting, like, version number. Basically, what you assume to be, like, you know, idiot-proof instructions. Right, of course. Uh, Brian-proof instructions. Exactly. Okay, so, um, yeah, I am looking at this and... I was planning to use the day to take care of other things as well, but this lineup at the store is going to take forever! Yeah. And unfortunately, as you get it to the electronics counter uh, and ask, the clerk says, Oh, shoot. Yeah, sorry about that, man. Um, Some guy came in earlier this day and bought out, like, our entire stock of the console. It was super weird. I'm confused. What need would a man have of every single console in your stock? Uh, he's probably planning to, like, resell it on the internet for, like, an inflated price. Uh, he kind of had that vibe, you know? Like, even his voice, he was saying, like, Hey, what are you talking about? Like, you know, one of those guys? And I just, uh, did he show up in person to pick these up? Yeah, uh, I was wearing a suit and sunglasses. Uh, yeah, and paid for the whole thing in cash, too, which is, like, really weird. It was, like, almost a couple grand, just all in bills. My eyes narrow. Was his name Vinny? I think I remember him saying something like that, yeah. I just slowly and pointedly inhale through my nostrils. I mean, I'd like to help you out, but we're, like, one of the few places in town that's actually selling without pre-orders. I mean, you could go to our sister location, but that's like uh, an hour's, that's like a couple hours drive out of town. No need, friend! I have an idea of how I may solve the problem myself. And so with that, I am going to uh, basically get my phone out and I am going to ring up Vinny. Right. so uh, you hear the phone pick up. Vince Vane's A, B, and O directly to you. Vinny, it is my Brian the Beyonder, your friend! Oh, yeah, uh, what's up? Another, uh, thing from beyond time and space coming through and you want me to help out for some reason? No, I understand that you have ripped off a bunch of people by buying a whole bunch of game consoles for the purpose of selling them at a very marked-up price! Well, first off, one, I ripped off nobody. I purchased those legally. And two, what's your point? Um... <laughs> My point is that you are denying a whole bunch of children and people um, a very happy Christmas indeed for your own profit, including <laughs> my son. Yeah, I, I was starting to piece that together now, huh? All right, tell you what. Uh, I, what you've said is true. I'm not going to deny it. But for you, yeah, let's see if we can't get you like a friends and family discount. And he quotes a price that is more expensive than retail, but is very much undercut from, like, current scalping ranges. 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I am willing myself to keep from melting the cell phone in my hand right now. So. Very well, Vinny. I shall meet you post haste with the payment you have desired. Ah. I knew you'd come through. Remember, uh, cash or gold bullion, please. Don't take checks. Yep, I just hang up and I just head over to a nearby ATM, seething. All right, and uh, with that, we'll call that sort of for the day, as it were, as that's sort of the, the first one. So a couple days kind of go by, and unfortunately, this cold snap seems to be getting worse. Like, the temperatures are still going down. It's starting to get now into, like, the negative six, negative seven range. Uh, Quintess, you're kind of the one feeling this the most, because now that it's starting to get colder, people are less likely to stick around and chat, and more just kind of, you know, if they agree, shove money in your little... I'm assuming you have a bucket of some sort. Yeah. And if they don't, just kind of go on past you. Well, it's better than than nothing. Quintess doesn't really get to talk to people that that aren't like one asking her why she's there or is that an outfit or is someone shooting a movie? Oh God, what's that dripping? So, yeah. But um, this also creates kind of problems for all of you guys. For 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 Lou, obviously, your joints are still aching and it doesn't seem like they're getting any warmer. So you're probably just, so I'm assuming you're just like layering on blankets. Uh, yeah. And um, so, and for the liquidator, um, this is kind of an, it's not really an issue. It's just making getting around town a bit worse, mostly because, you know, now you're spending a lot of money and heating an office. Yeah, the Corvette's battery's getting old, so it sputters a bit. Yeah. Kind of embarrassing. And um, for Brian, this is actually, like, really dangerous because now, like, there's significant risk of icing on the road and it makes driving around and getting to places a real pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. Just, no, I wish I could teleport there, but first I have to get the car home! So, yeah, I am just uh, trying to think of any kind of spell that I might have that could reduce icing, but... Yeah, my powers aren't suited to thermodynamics or pyrokinesis or things like that. I yeah. turn one thing into another. That is about ah. the extent of it. Yes, so after a bit of white-knuckle driving, you do manage to get the car home. And as you're getting out um, with, you know, various sort of uh, getting out with, I'm assuming, various, uh, like, you know, preparations for cookies, for... Yep. turkey dinners yep. you look across the you look down the street and you realize oh yeah remember the neighbor that accountant neighbor that you had lived a few blocks like lived like almost next door to you guys yeah you remember he also like moved really suddenly after something happened between him and Vincent yeah something yeah that was weird yeah best not to think about that too hard but uh, anyway, it looks like the people that have shown up, that have moved in, that you've kind of like had passing interactions with, are trying to get their holiday like front yard display up and running. Okay. So far, it's kind of hard to see what exactly it is, but well, it's big, whatever it is. They seem to be like taking stuff, bringing up like lights to put on both levels of the house. They've got some sort of what looks to be like build like you imagine the only thing i really have for comparison is like one of those 12 foot tall skeletons from home depot like yeah. that but santa claus 
Yeah, at this, my, like, my already very ill temper is just going to get even worse because, ev like, Brian doesn't use his magic much except when he truly has to, but everybody on my block knows that front yard decorations are serious business, and at this time of year, Brian is out for blood. So, uh, yeah. If these new people think that they can come in and usurp his position as the best decorator on the block, they can, they've got another thing coming. So, right. uh, yeah, I'm gonna get everything inside, and then I'm going to start drawing up plans for a ritual to truly decorate my front yard as best as possible. You are pulling out all the stocks immediately. Yep. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm down in my basement. I've got the scrolls out. I am sketching runic patterns and designs, getting ready to turn my front yard into a magical display of everything that is truly Christmas. Hmm. All right. Um, so with that, your wife gives you a reminder about your blood pressure, uh, so do not get too stressed out about it. Uh, yeah, but she. Yes. I'm making but, sure to, uh, to take my medication, dear, no worries. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you remembered that my parents are coming this year over to our house for Christmas dinner, right? Uh, the char the piece of charcoal that I'm using to draw the design snaps in my hand. Yes, sweetie, I remember. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure. I didn't want to, like, you know, cause any, you know, undue stress. No! No stress at all! Everything is peachy keen! All right, um, so you work late into the night with the designs. Eventually, you return to bed. Yeah. Just absolutely bagged. Yeah. Uh, and you wake up the next morning, <sighs> and it's snowing. How hard? Hard enough. <sighs> so, um, yeah, uh, at this, I am going to waste no more time. I am going to go and meet Vinny. All right. So, uh, yeah. Um, actually, you know what? Um, Vinny's gonna come to you. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. He figured, you know, why not? Put a little thing in the thing. All Put right. Put a little, you know, extra on the services required. Okay. So, he's, so you hear a knock on the door. I go to uh, see who it is. It's Open Vinny. Open the door. And so, Vinny? Hey, Brian, how's it going? It's going well. I'm sorry, this uh, is a bit of a surprise. I thought I was going to come to you. Ah, forget about it. I figured in this snow, if somebody gets into an accident, it probably should be me. Anyways, and he's sort of like, he's got a canvas bag that he just sort of opens up and you see the console inside. Okay, so um, uh, I see it. My eyes go wide. So quick, 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 quick. In the garage, Vinny. And, oh, jeez, uh, oh, yeah. okay. And so... Samuel still believes in Santa Claus, and if he sees this here, then the illusion is ruined! Ah, jeez. Wait, how old is he? Twelve? And you see Vinny do, like, one of those, like, uh, like, you know, teeter-totter with the hands things, like, ah, alright, I guess that's still... Okay. I mean, if your dad's a wizard, you'd believe anything. <laughs> that's true, actually. <laughs> yeah, and so, the sooner that I can keep him believing that there's somebody out there looking out for him and bringing him presents, that's one more year of innocence in his life. Ah, now isn't that sweet? And he sort of like claps you on the shoulder and then with the other hand makes a motion of the money, please. <sighs> all right, um, I give, yeah, I give him the money. Uh, it's all there in an envelope. Yep, he opens it up, counts it, then just puts it in his pocket and says, ah, pleasure doing business with you. Oh, one uh, moment. And I go into the 
in, back into the house for a sec, then come out with a uh, thermos. And so, it is filled with hot chocolate. If you are driving around, you must make sure to regulate yourself and ensure that you are warm. Ah, jeez, thanks. But, uh, you know, don't got to worry about me. Any frostbite just, uh, you know, disappears after a while. And he makes a kind of, like, motion with his hand of, like, magic. I see. But still. And I, uh, hand... I hand over the, th the thermos because, you know, it is the Christmas thing to do for a, f a friend. Even if that friend is ripping you off for a video game console, that asshole. <laughs> it's like, hey, he gave you a friends and family discount. Yeah, what a guy. Mm. All right. And uh, as he's leaving, he kind of like slips a little bit on the Snowden walks like, oh, geez. Uh, you might want to get the salt in this. According to the what? weather, the snow isn't going to let up anytime soon. Good call! Thank you for the advice, my friend! And so I'm gonna head into the garage and get the bag of salt out. Yeah. So you're going to have to shovel the walk, like both salt and shovel the walk, because uh -huh. it is that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Another thing is that apparently school for both of your kids has been canceled, of because course. obviously the snow, uh, and they've decided, you know what, it's close enough to winter break anyways, you may as well just have like a few extra days off. Uh-huh. Cool. So, yeah, now the house is a lot more packed, as it were. Oh, boy. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'm just doing my best to look after the kids over the next little while and just make sure that they don't, uh, you know, blow the place up as we're trying to get everything ready. Mm -hmm. Um. So, Quintess, between the snow and the cold, people are trying to minimize the amount of time outdoors. So, for the most part, you're not getting as much social interaction. But as you kind of, like, head back to your place, uh, for better lack of understanding, you do you feel, like, cold or heat or anything like that? Like, but no, uh, below the neck, I mean. Uh, not really. Uh, it, Quintessa has, I, I, I like to think that Quintessa has attempted to explain what it feels like on multiple occasions, but it, it feels like she's explaining something different every time mm, of exactly that, what her body feels like. Right. But you don't have any, like, but there's, like, no sense of cold. So, like, regardless of what you're wearing, the only thing you got to worry about bundling up is your face. Pretty much. So, right. essentially, uh, uh, if Quintess could have her way, she would just be wearing the suit and then, like, a scarf around her, her like, face. Okay. So, you don't really worry too much about, like, heating for the car, even in, like, cold winter nights, because obviously... That is kind of the thing. But you do appreciate what little feeling you still have. You know, the the roar of a nice fire and, um, like, you know, that feeling of just, you know, a nice roaring fire on a cold night. Mm -hmm. At least the aesthetic of it. Mm -hmm. um, but as you're setting up your fire, you notice something odd. Usually, um, animals like rats and other vermin tend to steer kind of very clear of you probably triggering some sort of deep-seated survival instinct. Mm -hmm. But now there's like actual animals, like whenever you light a fire, actual animals start congregating close to the fire. They still seem to be avoiding you, but this is probably the closest they've got in as long as it's been since you the incident. Uh, Quintess doesn't want to touch them because as, as much as she's craving the like attention almost she's not gonna like touch a sewer rat <laughs> but she does note that okay well that's uh interesting yeah she's all gonna right. take out one of her notebooks and start writing stuff down all right 
So, a few more days go by, and as the weather says, the snow has not let up. It is still snowing, and things are starting to get a little dire. Like, it was snowing reasonably hard. It was snowing, wasn't snowing very hard. It was just sort of that, like, light dusting that everything sort of gets. Now it's starting to pick up, and it's also still getting colder. And, like, you know, um, they're basically calling it, like, the weather event of the century. You know, if things continue, this will be the closest Pacific City's ever been in, like, 150 years. You know, so the Weather Channel's kind of trying to keep a spin on this. Um, unfortunately, this is causing significant problems with, um, uh, your lives. Uh, Quintess, you notice now, anytime you start lighting a fire, uh, animals start forming, like, en masse. Like, once it was maybe, like, a couple rats and some of the things, now you're starting to get, like, significant concentrations of them. Okay, well, the she's definitely even... not super cool at that. She's gonna be like, uh, she's gonna put the fire out, like, turn on her, like, electric lamp. Um, Without um, the fire, the animals seem to scatter a bit. Though a few, what you probably think are very brave ones, start curling up to, like, the electric lamp, like, really close to it. And you you think it's trying to, like, warm themselves up? uh, Quintess is going to go into her trunk um, that she has in there and try to grab some lab equipment. Um... Can I roll principle of science? Sure. What are you trying to figure out? Uh, is it like ridiculously cold in like a way that's unnatural down here? And then she just can't tell because she's wearing an outfit. Okay, roll it. Uh, so science and status die. Okay, that's a three. All right, so do you want to fail, or do you want to take a success with a major twist? I will fail. All right, so unfortunately, you can't really tell, mostly because you don't really want to use your powers on the... Like, as much as you don't find them distasteful, like, you don't want to use your powers to capture a rat, and it's kind of hard to actually catch a rat with your bare hands. Also, I could just say that I don't have the, the measurement materials I need. Yeah. Uh, uh, Quintess is, uh, is then gonna like go. Is gonna climb up. Uh, is gonna put on her uh, basic disguise, which is just a uh, a like uh, safety vest and a, a hard hat, and then walk up to the street level. All right. So um, there are still some people that are braving the weather to do their holiday shopping, um, but you can see like snow plows that are out, and like even in the small walk that you've managed to do like there are snow plows running pretty much constantly to try and keep the streets clear hmm. if you are a pacific city native i'll say that like this is one of those this would be something that you would classify as like oh this is a year of heavy snow for this climate okay well quintess reaches up with her hand and lets a, a, a snowflake fall on it and then gets sad when she realizes she can't feel it um and then is uh, going to look around, and as long as nothing's happening, she's going to go back down to her place. All right. So, uh, Dr. Rivers, or Lou, um, you've got to throw out the garbage today, but as you're going out to the garbage chute in your apartment, you try pulling on it, and the damn thing has frozen shut. 
this is not an uncommon thing. If the winter, the weather gets cold, the garbage shaft is pretty dewy. And so if it gets cold enough, it does freeze over. It does mean you're going to have to walk down and throw out garbage manually. Hmm. Not unless you're going to try and, you know, jolt it open using your powers. Uh, no. Uh, I mean, let's be honest, going up and down from, from the apartment is probably not too much effort for me. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So yeah. you put on your best cold weather outfit. You head down to the alley where the, the garbage chute dumps out. Um, but as you're throwing your garbage out, you see that there's someone standing beside the dumpster, like leaned up against a wall, and they're very still. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I'll go up to them and go, hey, buddy, you doing all right? You can kind of tell that the person is, uh, like, a, a transient, but uh, they give you no response. All right. He's going to approach a little bit closer. Yeah. This guy the once over. Um, this person is very still. You realize that if they're breathing, it is very shallow breathing. All right. Yeah, he's going to go check for a pulse then. All right. As you reach up and check for the pulse, you push down on the skin and it cracks. And as you, like, push your hand back, you try, like, reaching out and grabbing, like, back again. And yeah, as you push down on the skin, rather than that being that bit of sort of suppleness, it's brittle. And you just hear, like, this noise as you push down. Hmm. All right. Well, as somebody with medical knowledge, can I make a, an overcome to, to figure out what's going on here? By all means. All right. Um, I guess awareness plus medicine plus my stats die. Yes. Yeah, no, I failed that. Okay. Well, um, one thing you do realize, as it becomes very obvious as you start examining this person, um, this person is frozen solid. As in, like, you go to, like, look at the, the eye for the, like, you know, to see if there's any reflexes, and as you pull up on the eyelid, the skin cracks. And you realize that, like, this person has been like, frozen solid so much that their skin has basically reached a sort of brittle, ice-like consistency. Um, this is one of those things that your brain immediately tries to solve with medicine, and then goes, yeah, no, there's nothing. There is... You don't got anything. Uh, this this is not a thing that can happen to a body under normal circumstances. Yes, this goes beyond dying of exposure. Uh, unfortunately, as you are, um, like, you know, as you realize this, you accidentally shove it a bit, um, at one of the ankles, it just sort of snaps, falls over, and the body shatters into, like, bits and pieces. Alright, well, um, well, that's not great. Um, I mean, he, I, I'm gonna look around, see if there, there's any, like, obvious, like, ice-based causes. I mean, the weather's cold but obviously not that cold but you can't see like like the thing is is that you used to be run in superhero circles so you know what it looks like when ice based villains use their powers there's usually like you know the big stalactites on the ground but something like this is outside of like even their wheelhouse like if they were going to freeze someone they'd do like the, the flash freeze over this is almost like they just got like cold from the inside which is disturbing when you think of the implications. 
You do yeah. see that there is like a bit of the the clothing that the person was wearing that is still kind of stuck to the wall of your apartment complex. What is it with weird shit happening outside my apartment? <sighs> All right. Um, I can't remember. Did Brian give uh first responder like his card or something? I remember, I don't know if Brian the Beyonder did, but I do feel like you have the card from somebody. It might be Vincent. As he mentioned something about, you know, owing you a favor. Yeah, so, yeah. It's he'll, not a wizard he'll... dude, but it is someone that also is seemingly odd. Yeah, uh, yeah, he'll take out his cell phone and then take out the card and dial the, the number into his cell phone. All right, uh, you get a reply on the line. Uh, Vince Vane's A, B, and O, directly to you. Hey, this is uh, First Responder, You're, uh, the guy who helped save you when you got your bone stolen. Oh, old-timer! Ah, well, I suppose you want to call in for that favor, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think I might need your wizard friend over here. I found a corpse frozen to the side of my building. Say what now? <laughs> it, uh, yeah. Alright, uh, yeah, give me a second. I gotta... Uh, I'll be over in a bit. Um, thing is, I'll see about getting our uh, my wizard friend. He's uh, he's not taking the holidays very well. You know how those times, you know, family matters and all that. At least from what I can tell. Guy seemed like he was a uh, real high strung. Mm-hmm. Well, right. I mean, something's killing people, so maybe this is a little bit more important than uh, than uh, you know, l- little Timmy getting his bike or whatever. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. I'll be over in a bit, um, and I'll get him on route. Uh, where the hell are you, anyways? Uh, remember that alley where you collapsed? Oh, yeah! Oh, God, brings back memories. Okay, be there in a bit. <laughs> All right, so, Ryan. Um, yeah, so, what have I been up to in this last little while, would you say? Um, well, the good news is, since the kids are home, uh, you can get them to do chores around the house, which includes shoveling the walk. So you are a bit more freed up. Okay. Uh, however, now you realize you have bought something that was uh, a dinner that was only for the, um, the five of you. And now you realize it's probably going to be more like seven people. Yeah. Um, as I am doing this, I am keeping an eye on the outside to see just, you know, how cold it's getting just to make sure that my kids are all right. Um, yeah, like when they're not doing chores around the house, they are significantly enjoying the snow. Um, because again, it's not every year that snow this hard comes to Pacific City. So they're having a good time, though it is starting to dip a little bit in the temperatures. You're starting to look at like minus, you know, nine, minus eight, that sort of thing. Yeah. So you make sure that they are extremely bundled up before going out. Yeah, and I'm going to ask my wife to just keep an eye on them just in case, you know, it looks like it's going to get really, really cold very soon. Eh, yeah, she'll, uh, she just throws, oh, but uh, where are you heading out to? It's a terrible day to be doing, going out, doing anything. Yes, well, the fact that your parents are coming by has made a few changes necessary. I must go to the grocery store and pick up a few things because I understand that we need a low sodium option for your father. Oh, you always remember. Oh, it's nice that you remember uh, my my father's dietary restrictions. Okay, just be safe about it, all right? Of course. And yeah, I'm heading out and I mentally think to myself, of course I remember he'd never let me hear the end of it otherwise. So, um, 
as I'm getting ready to head out, I'm thinking about the additions to the table, and as I'm looking out at the cold and stuff, I actually am gonna think of Quintess, because she's kind of on her own, and I don't know if she has anybody, so I'm actually gonna give her a phone call. Alright. Okay. So yeah, Quintess, uh, you get a phone call. It's Brian. Uh, Hello, Quintess! How are you, my friend? Uh, I, I'm, uh, fine. Uh, is there something wrong? No, nothing is wrong! I wanted to ask, uh, what are your plans for Christmas this year? Slow pan around the empty, dusty subway car, and, uh, and eyes meeting a single rat who then runs away from her. Um, I'm free. You are? Well, it just so happens that at my home, we have a few people coming by, but we do have one more seat at the table and an empty couch as well, if you would like to spend Christmas with me and my family this year. Uh, wow, Brian, uh, I don't know what to say that, I mean, uh, I, I'd, I'd love to, but I don't exactly, uh, clean up very well. Nonsense! There is nothing to worry about! Cleaning up is not a prerequisite for being a part of Christmas! Uh, 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 uh okay, um, yeah, uh, when, when, sorry, I, I lose track of the days down here. What, when, when do you want me over? Uh, you may, c you're welcome to visit at any time over the next while, but on the day of Christmas itself, you're welcome to come by Christmas Eve! Oh, um, I, uh, do you got, want me any bring, uh, something? It is entirely up to you. If you can find something small, like a small present, or a bit of food to bring to the table, that's welcome, but not necessary. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, sure, yeah, I'll be there. Excellent! And, uh, yeah, I am, uh, so basically I am bundling up myself as I'm making this call, and I am keeping an eye out the window at the, you know, worsening weather, and, um, also, it is getting quite cold recently. How have you been handling this change in weather? Oh, uh, you know, the suit's pretty thick, good. so I'm fine. I see, that's good to know. I have seen Vinny recently as well. He, uh... If anything, he seems to be thriving given this current market. Well, he can't die, right? No. Uh, no, he has assured me of that. <laughs> That's weirdly threatening. <laughs> um, yeah, like, you can sense that there is a bit of audible venom in my voice when talking about him. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I've, I've been good, just it's... Well, I, I saw some weird stuff. Uh, oh? just, just animals... Apparently it's so cold up there, animals are, are well, normally they kind of run away from me. Uh, you know, cursed, uh, presence kind of thing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they've recently been so afraid of the cold that they've actually been, uh, you know, I've had to kind of shoo them away from my place. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, it, it's been, I, I checked outside, it's been pretty snowy out, so... Yes, it is coming down quite hard at the moment. Well, um, that is in 
interesting to know, but if it ever gets too cold down in the tunnels, just let me know. I do want to make sure that you're not putting yourselves at risk in this sort of weather. Oh, uh, no, no, uh, I'll, I'm okay. Uh, thanks, though. Of course. Well, I shall talk to you soon, then. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, uh thanks for the invitation. Of course. All right. Fare thee well, Quintus! And happy holidays! Beep. Uh. All right, so, Brian, as you continue to bundle up, uh, you suddenly get another phone call. It's, uh, Vinny again. Okay. Hello, Vinny! Hey, Brian, uh... Hey, listen, you remember that, uh, that old-timer that helped us out when I had that situation with my bones? First responder, yes, I do! Yeah, well, uh, he just called me and apparently said something about a person, like, being frozen to death outside of his apartment building. Just figured, you know, like, but he says apparently it seems weird. I don't exactly know what he means by that. I'm gonna swing by and you know, check up, but just because I may do a favor. But, you know, just in case you detect anything on that, uh, magoscope of yours, just let me know, alright? Quintus said something interesting to me just now in a phone conversation. Apparently it has been so cold that animals are congregating around any source of heat, even disregarding uh, her nature, as they are normally very frightened of her. No shit. Huh. Well, I mean, whatever. I mean, if there was going to be some giant existential threat, I'm sure it's nothing. I mean, you know, if there was a giant existential threat, surely you'd have seen it by now, right? It is exactly at this moment that Brian has realized he has been so busy with the holidays, he hasn't really checked in on his, you know, planar surveillance equipment in a couple days? Maybe even a couple, like a week and a bit? Vinny? Um, I'm going to call you back in about ten minutes. And I hang up and I run down to the basement. All right. So you push aside all the plans you had for your frontal display to reveal yep. your, I don't think we've named this thing yet, but planar surveillance equipment is sort of the, yep. the closest thing that I can think to my mind. My magical radar system. Yes. And you start looking and you realize that there is something like, and you don't know how you haven't seen it before, but like looking at it, you can clearly see that there is some sort of congregation of energy that is happening underneath Pacific City. And wouldn't you know it, it is centered almost directly over an apartment block in Pacific City. Okay. It doesn't look like it's, like, super dangerous. Like, it's not like, oh, this thing's about to rip apart a hole in space and time. But whatever this thing is, you can sense that it's starting to, like, gain momentum. Right. Okay. Um, I check the apartment block, the address. Is there anything notable there, to my knowledge? Mm, to you? No, actually. Okay, to me. Interesting. I am going to write down that address, and then I am going to teleport over to where... Or, no, I'm not going to teleport... Uh, I'm going to head back upstairs because the phone signal down here is pretty weak, and I'm going to call back Vinny. Yeah. Oh, uh, hey, Brian, what's up? <laughs> um, I just checked my equipment. Something may be going wrong. Okay. Like, There's you a need a technician? No, there is a gathering of energy in one part of Pacific City, um, around this area. And I give Vinny the address of the, uh, block where that energy seems to be congregating. 
Aw. Uh, yeah, I know the place. That's the old-timer's apartment building. Hmm. Uh, are I you think we there? might have a situation on our hands. <laughs> are you heading there now? Yes. Where are you specifically? Uh, and he lists off a crossroad. He's about five minutes out from the, uh, the address. Okay. Uh, all right. Do you want me to call Quintess and Victor? Uh, you get Quintess. I'll get Victor. Excellent. You, uh, you got it. And so, yeah, I'm gonna hang up and... So, I can... We can jump to somebody else as I'm calling up Quintess. Yeah. So, Victor, um, the last couple of days have actually been really tumultuous for you. Um, just because, due to the almost singular freak weather event happening over Pacific City, not only has it made getting around in a Corvette an unbelievable pain in the ass, but also it's starting to affect, like, your calls, as there are delays of getting things shipped out across the country. Like, it's starting to call, like, because usually the holidays is a pretty safe season for, you know, stock calls. You know, people buy stuff, big line go up, everybody's happy. But the current weather situation in Pacific City, because it's like, you know, got a major dock and rail yard, uh, has kind of thrown a lot of that into disarray. Oh no, line go down. Can't have that. No. Uh, it's at this moment that you get a phone call. Hi, hello. Hey, uh, Victor, it's Vinny. How's it going? Oh, uh, well, hey, happy holidays. Uh, you know, yeah. it's going all right. Yeah, same to you. Uh, hey, listen, I know you're always down for uh, that whole, you know, doing fun shit with your uh, Benny boy, with your Benjamin buddies. And by uh, this, he means those um, those dollar bill constructs that you can make. Uh-huh. Listen. Tell me more. Uh, Vincent explains basically everything that we've, that Brian and him talked about. All right. That makes sense that the blue guy would be in on it. Usually he's the one that calls me. Um, well, I'm at my Zia's place right now, so I... She's not going to be too happy, but I guess this is important. Um, yeah, all right. I'll, I'll make something up. All right. Uh, yeah, meet us at uh, such and such, uh, and he gives you the address of the apartment complex. All right. Uh, I'll be there. Oh, Victor, Victor, who are you talking to? <laughs> oh, Zia. Oh, that was uh, that was uh, one of my one of my friends down at the office, one of my, my employees. Uh, they're having a bit of trouble with the phone lines, you know? The snow, it's taking out power lines. I gotta go down there tonight to, 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 uh, close up. Oh, oh, Victor, Victor, no, 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 you spent so long, you come here, you eat, you manji, you manji, yes, no, sit I know, down, sit I know, down. we're supposed to marinate the ham tonight, but I promise, I promise, I'll do it tomorrow morning, okay? This is really important. Uh, one last thing, one last thing, and then I'm not gonna leave until the 26th. Oh, you make these promises, Victor. You break a woman's heart, you know that? Oh, oh. oh Zia, every year it's like this. Oh, every Listen. year? What do you mean every year it's like this? Every year you do this! <laughs> oh my god, Harry, you're fucking swapped from, like, very nice old lady to, like, clearly, like, giving you a lecture is so good! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she starts shouting at you in Italian. You know, you know, you've made her mad. Oh, man. All right. He's just gonna leave. There's nothing he can do at this point. (laughs) That was gold. (laughs) (laughs) Like the fucking 180, like, on a dime. Oh, my God. That's so good, Harry. Yeah, no, I'm quite proud of that line. (laughs) All right. So, uh, Victor, you, uh, you quickly make yourself scarce before she breaks out the rolling pin. 
<laughs> yes. And uh, make your way over to the apartment complex. So, um, first responder, where are you sort of waiting for everybody? Since obviously waiting out in the alleyway is going to take a bit too long. As you know, going to be cold as hell. I mean, is there a building nearby with quick and ready access? There's the lobby. Yep, yeah, yeah, he'll go stand in the lobby. All right. Uh, so you suddenly see a uh, a really old dinky car pull up in front, and followed close behind is a um, a teleportation, a very bright flash of red light, as um, basically you see a very familiar-looking man, though now certainly more full of bones, and uh, a very familiar-looking blue wizard. Uh, Quintess, uh, I'll assume that just to avoid, you know, spending the same time that you were also contacted by Brian uh, yep. to come out there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that conversation needs to be said. It's essentially, hey, can you come here? And yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, in very short order, um, you see, um, first responder, you see everybody that you met that night that you helped out um, Vin uh, Vincent. Uh, you also see another guy um, who basically when he comes in, um, uh, Vincent looks over and says, Ah, Victor, glad you could make it. Hope it wasn't too much trouble. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, no problem. Anything on the holidays, you know? Yeah, uh, introductions, old-timer, this is Victor. Uh, Victor, this is old-timer. Uh, I think his name is Lou. Uh, oh, well, yeah. Lou, uh, nice to meet you. I wish it could have been under better circumstances. Yeah, uh, pleasure. Now, um... Not to question your uh, your being here, but uh, are you also a wizard person? I, oh, uh, I, I, I'm a wizard of sorts. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Give him your stock portfolio, and it magically grows three times in about uh, three years. Uh, I can't uh, teleport or anything, but I can make other things appear out of thin air. Yes, he uses the magic of capitalism. Hmm. All right. Anyways, uh, so so what's going on? Uh, I mean, uh, well, you see, there's a uh, there's this body. Uh, it's kind of in pieces now. Uh, yeah, I see the body. Yeah. Uh, so like, you see Vincent get up and like pick up a piece off the ground, and he goes, well, "I've seen enough of my insides to know what this is." But yeah, usually it's a bit more uh, fleshy. Yeah, I'm examining the scene with a very grim expression on my face. Yeah, that's kind of my take on it too. The uh, uh, it's not one of your uh, you know super villain freezins. They tend to you know go for the uh, the the big ice shell because it looks more impressive and technically less dangerous to the person being frozen. But you know, uh... so what? You just came outside and found him like this, or yeah, pretty much. Huh. That's grim. Uh, Vincent is going to look over at uh, Brian and Quintess. See anything funny? <laughs> uh, can I make like a check to like detect uh, b bad juju? Sure. Roll an overcome check. Okay. Mythos and boy. And... Hey, Lou, have you looked around? Is there anyone else like this on That's the street a... or in the other alleyways? That's a six. A six. Okay. Uh, uh, not that I've noticed. 
Um, alright, so how are you sort of, like, feeling, are you feeling this situation out with your tendrils, or how are you detecting this? Uh, so, like, Quintess can get kind of a vibe. Uh, she doesn't actually necessarily need to, like, stretch out tentacles or anything, but... Okay. Uh, like, reverberations, like, energy, like, ambient energy, that kind of stuff, she can kind of feel it. She's not exactly gonna tell you exactly the nature of it, or where it's coming from, but she can kind of get a... Okay. Like a reading, just like a yeah. vibe check. Um, yeah, you kind of feel like, so you see where the, the clothing of the person is still sort of stuck to the side of the wall. Mm-hmm. And as you're kind of feeling out, you feel this sort of current of energy, like uh, all up along, sort of in this straight line along the wall. And it sort of seems to be like sinking downwards into, um, like sinking downwards into the ground. Uh, but beyond that, you can't really get a feeling of, like, what is happening beyond that. Alright, I will give everyone a heads up. Huh. So, definitely some sort of funny business. Yeah. Let's see what exactly- it's like, you said it's, like, here, right? Yeah, I will point with my finger towards, like, it, yeah, it kind of goes into the ground, I think? Hmm. Vincent, like, very gingerly sort of, like, taps on it, and almost immediately you see, like, and he just goes, and goes oh! Holy shit! Huh, okay, okay. It's coming back, it's coming back. Jesus! Oh, whatever the hell that thing is, I think I know why it froze him. Damn, you touched the thing for a second that it felt like a life was being sucked out of me. Oh, here, let me try. I'm gonna touch it. Oh, no. You feel cold. As in, your entire body feels yeah, cold. Yeah, that's... Um... Quintess will pull her arm away, clearly horrified. Like, not in pain, just like, I guess. Yeah, like, the thing that's in your suit feels cold, and it reacts accordingly. So? Are you Um, alright? I, uh... Um, well... I can't... mm, So, it's bad. It's very bad. Um, uh... I don't really know how to describe it, but it's, um... She kind of, like, points at the suit. It, it, It can feel it. Huh, like, so is this me getting my hand cut off bad or my bones getting stolen bad? Uh, probably the latter. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, well, then I guess we gotta find this thing, whatever the hell it is. Yes, if I'm guessing correctly, then this is no doubt the major cause of what's going on here. Okay. Is is it possible, well, is it something you know about, Brian? Like, uh... That is a good question. Um, can I... Okay. I am going to use a principle of magic to try and overcome this. So I'm going to use, let's see, um, I'm going to use magical lore, that and a combination of remote viewing to see if I can scope things out and sort of get an idea of whatever it is that we're going up against. So my max die for this is a six. Okay. So success with a minor twist. So you remember when you thought the um, the thing between the spaces in reality that um, you had to teleport people into and out of basically the dimensional void? And how yeah. when you teleported people out the last time you were a frog? Uh-huh. You're starting to get the feeling that maybe something else managed to hitch a ride when you guys came back out, considering oh, that no. you weren't in the right thing. Now, which is odd, because you should have, like, anything that big would have been something that you had seen before, 
But then you remembered that there were all those things floating in the void that seemed to take form of, like, you know, a brain or turning you into a frog. Like, ideas. What if something hitched a ride and was weak at first, but slowly, through sort of accumulated subconscious thinking, gained power? Huh. Okay, something that came over here and became stronger over time. Great. Yeah. Okay. So I am going to give this news to everybody else then. That this may be something between the rifts that hitched a ride back with us when we returned to Earth and became stronger over time. Um, so Vincent goes, all right, so what? We deal with this thing the same way? Find it, kill it, that sort of thing? That may be our best option at the moment. We cannot be certain of anything else right now. All right, well, you wouldn't happen to know if this place extends downward, would you, uh, old-timer? Uh, is that a thing Lou knows? Uh, I mean, you know there's a boiler room in the basement, but beyond that, you don't really, you know, screw around in those areas too much. Yeah, uh, and he'll say that. I mean, there's a there's a basement, but it's not like a deep underground cavern or anything. Uh, okay. So if it's below it, and it's not in your basement, because if it was, I'm pretty sure we would have figured that out, that only leaves... Ah, Christ. The sewers. All right. Uh, hmm. I may have some strings I can pull at City Hall. See if I can't uh, do something. Unless any of you guys got any better ideas. Because, no offense, I'd rather not be walking around in a sewer for you know thirty minutes looking for this damn thing. Uh, I mean, I do most of my business above ground, so uh, I think that might be the best lead we have. Well, we could maybe go through the tunnels near my place. I mean, those are abandoned, but I know uh, I, I can get pretty deep in there. Yeah, well, if it keeps us from having to walk through Viscera, lead the way, Hazmat. All right. Um, so Quintess's uh, living space, I assume, is in the area, right? Yeah, it's, it's based on the based on the what you were telling me about the temperature. Yeah, it's not super close, but it's close enough that reasonably the tunnels should connect together. Uh, you think? Okay. Uh, Quintess. Okay, Quintess is going to uh, bring everybody down. Uh, the tunnels are to the left of her place, so she's gonna have them skip because she doesn't want to see. She doesn't want to show people how she lives. Um, <laughs> Don't tell anyone this is how I live. I said yes. Um, All right. And uh, she's gonna start venturing in. So uh, I don't. I haven't established how much how deep she's like gone, but she's I would assume out. she at least knows a little bit of the of the way yeah. in. So as you start walking in, um, Quintess, you feel it a little bit, but uh, everybody else, um, as you start moving into the tunnels, the temperature starts dropping like rap, like not exactly like downward spiking, but like it is starting, like as you move into the tunnels, you know you're getting, it's getting noticeably colder and colder to the point where it's like you see like people like Vincent stuffing his hands under his uh, like under his armpits to try and keep his hands warm. And am I getting cold now? Or um, your face is getting cold, but it wasn't like you know the it wasn't whole the body cold. Yeah, yeah, it's not the cold. Yeah, capital T the cold. Yeah. Um, I have that. Uh, yeah, I have another thermos of hot chocolate out, and I pretty much drained a good bit of it before passing it around to see if anybody else wants some. Uh, uh, Victor will take it and then put in 
uh, uh, a little bit of whiskey that he keeps in a <laughs> flask in his vest pocket. This will warm you up. Vincent's like, ah, I'll leave it for the other people. If I get frostbite, it's not too much of a bad deal, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, first responder will also uh, take a swig of that. Mm -hmm. Alright, so I'm gonna say that we are now actually getting close to the encounter of the episode, which means it is time to bring out the scene tracker. Oh boy. Let me just... Four, three, four, okay, good. All right, so our scene tracker is one green, three red, uh, three yellow, four red. And uh, I'm going to say uh, it starts off with Quintess. So the first thing that you realize is that you're going to have to find the source of whatever this is. So that is a, and that's a one box challenge. I'll say that is a one box challenge. Uh, Let's say two box challenge. These are not, they're abandoned tunnels. They're not very well maintained and not very well signed. Okay, uh, I'm going to use Principle of Whispers. Okay. Which is uh, overcome against the challenge that involves information that you have no real way of knowing, and use your max die. Alright, roll it. Okay, that would be status, and that would be void. And uh, let's say alertness. Ten. Okay. So, um, it turns out you are, it's actually pretty easy to find your way because you have kind of a built-in homing device. As you get closer and closer to this source, you, your entire body starts feeling more and more cold. So by effectively using a, you know, kind of red light, green light system, Mm -hmm. you're able to navigate your way through the tunnels fairly quickly. Uh, and as you get closer and closer, the temperature starts getting lower and lower and lower to the point where, like, even, like, people's teeth are starting to chatter and you realize, like, okay, we're starting to get into some seriously low temperatures, like negative 15, maybe even negative 20. Mm. I know there's going to be somebody from fucking Winnipeg that's like, oh, oh, that's cold for you, huh? <laughs> um... And as you manage to get closer and closer, you'll realize that the tunnels have started to, like, freeze over. Like, ice is crystallizing from the moisture in the air, and it's blocking off sections of the tunnels uh, that prevent you from getting further and further in. So, Quintess, who do you pass to? Uh, I'll pass to Brian. All right. Okay, so, um, right now we're just trying to get down to whatever this thing is, right? Yeah. Um, so Thalestra, or sorry, not Thalestra, Quintess, uh, has managed to give a pretty good idea of, like, where they're getting closer, you're getting close, you guys are getting closer and closer to this thing. The problem now is that it's starting to get cold enough that, like, ice crystals are forming inside the tunnels, and it's basically blocking your progress. Okay, um, I am going to use transmutation to see if I can, uh, what? I'm trying to think, just because of the temperature, I'm trying to think of something that I can turn these ice crystals into that wouldn't impede our progress. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the thing, though. Like, I'm going to say that transmutation doesn't involve changing temperatures. Otherwise, that would be too easy a way to go forward through this. And uh, I Well, you say... can change the temperature in the immediate area. That won't change the overall temperature. Okay. Yeah, like, um, you could change the ice crystal, like, each crystal into steam, yes. but you can't, like, raise the temperature of the area. All right, I'm going to do that, then. 
Okay. So, uh, all right. All right, my mid-die for this is an eight. Uh, I think that is also success without a uh, twist, if I remember correctly. Um, yes. Okay, so... Um, describe how you managed to transmute your way through the tunnels. So basically, whenever we uh, come across, like, major ice crystals or things in our path, I just, uh, you know, move my hands and incant the words that I need to transmute it into steam, and before it can recrystallize, we just quickly move past it. And I'm also doing this to take care of patches of ice on the ground to ensure that none of us slip and fall or anything. All right. So yeah, with uh, between Quintessa's bloodhound suit and Brian managing to sort of clear your path, you eventually manage to find yourself into uh, what looks like a sort of runoff storm drain. It's the sort of big square room with a lot of what look to be like utility pipes running through it. And there you see, and as you enter into this, you basically find that the temperature plummets. Moving, like, even between the tunnel you guys are in and the room, there is this noticeable cold differential that chills pretty much all of you to the bone the minute you get inside. And sitting in the corner is a word. C-O-L-D. And it seems to be almost breathing. Like, every so often, this wave of what you assume is some sort of pure cold just sort of emanates off of it, scattering various like icicles and snow that has been ice uh, and snow that has managed to form in the storm drain. This whole area looks like it's being constantly sort of like the aftermath of a major blizzard. And with that, um, your villain, Cold, arrives on the scene. Oh boy. So Brian, who are you passing to? Who is remaining right now? Is it... uh... so Quintessa's gone, you have yes. gone. So there that is, is Vindictive, First Responder, and um, Cold. And Victor. Uh, yeah. Oh, and Victor, yes. Vindictive, Victor, First Responder, Cold. Um, I'm going to say... Oh, and the uh, environment as well. Yeah. I'm going to go to Victor because I feel like... Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just double check. What level can you use the Benjamins at? Huh, uh, in red. Red, okay. Not for a while, but uh, I'll pass to you anyway. Sure. I mean, red comes up pretty quick in this scene tracker. Yeah. Um. Well, now, this is something you don't see every day. I mean, what? Yeah. Like, what? I- I'm pretty sure we know it's magical. And you look over and, like, Vincent's mouth is, like, chattering, like, to the point where you can hear it audibly. Ew. <laughs> Friggin' hell. I mean, I know that, but what is it? Is it an idea? Is it... Is that, like... Oh, shit, right, you weren't there for this. Yeah, apparently, just in between dimensions, shit like this exists. Well, all right. (laughs) We have to consider that if it comes from another dimension, it does not abide by the rules of our own reality. Yeah, I might not be a science guy, but I'm pretty sure this is violating some laws of thermodynamics. Fucking hell. All right, so... Now, well, uh... that does give me some ideas. If I could put this into a heat engine, it would be the best heat engine on the market. Well, so this thing is is cold. It's the idea of cold. It, it is. It, uh, uh, it's not even a personification. It just is. Mm-hmm. Let's see how it reacts to something that it isn't. Um, and so uh, Victor is going to take a, a, just a bundle of cash from out out of his vest. And be like, <laughs> oh man, if any of those pundits could see me doing this, they'd be having a lark. 
um, and he just lights it on fire like this giant ball of <laughs> flaming money. Vincent um, and- is behind you going, what the, oh no, no, no. <laughs> uh, don't worry, they're only ones. And then he's he's going to lob it at this thing using uh, telekinesis. Okay. Uh, so I'm assuming that's just an attack? Yep. All right. So roll what? damage. In- instead of close combat, I'm going to use insight for this one. Hmm. A rare instance of Vic thinking outside of the box. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, mid die is a five. So right. I believe. Or is five just damage. that's just straight damage. Yeah, yep. okay. All right. So you throw this, like, wad of flaming bills at it. And it does kind of like, like, and you hit it. It's pretty easy to. It's not like it's moving around. And it does kind of recoil in the sense that a bunch of words can recoil. And very clearly did not like that. And then all of a sudden, um, there's that wave of energy. As it hits it, it's not even like the fire is, like, blown out. The fire just stops. Hmm. You got any more? How much more of those you got to light up before this thing gets the idea? (laughs) Uh, I guess we'll just have to see. Um, But anyone else got any ideas? Uh, Victor is going to pass out. Let's pass the environment. All right, so the environment ticks up. Let me just do the scene tracker real quick before I forget. So the environment ticks up, and all of a sudden, another, like, wave of energy, uh, like one of those, like, breathing waves sort of whooshes out towards the, uh, all of you. And it hits, and you feel like, and you suddenly are starting to realize just how freaking cold it is inside this room. Luckily, you're bundled up well enough that it's not, like, really cutting it, like, not hurting you, but it is basically throwing um, everyone kind of off their game as the cold is starting to affect their ability to think. Uh, And so everyone is going to take a minus two hinder um, as you just start realizing, oh, God, it is very cold, and while you guys are bundled up, you are not prepared for this level of temperature. And um, the environment is going to pass to cold. Let's see here. And it is going to use the first law. Let's see. It's a D10, D8, and a D10. Okay. So this time, as a second wave of this sort of breath comes at you, it sort of hits you. And you suddenly don't feel like... And it's not like a, a wind blast like the last one was... This one, you just suddenly feel, like, the heat getting sucked out of you. And this energy, or this heat, just getting sucked out of you. And you see, almost as if, like, wisps on a vine, this energy moving towards the idea. And it suddenly sort of, like, like, inflates almost, as if it manages to, as if it somehow managed to do something with that. And... So everyone is going to get hindered for another minus two. And it suddenly looks like it has seemingly rebuked some of the damage that throwing that wad of bills at it. And Victor, this is when all of a sudden you realize if this thing's the idea of cold, cold becomes cold by sucking heat out of something. It doesn't like, you know, in our world, it doesn't actually exist in a sense. So you realize, oh, this thing isn't cold in the fact that it's just, you know, making things chilly. It's actively sucking the heat out of everything around it. Oh boy. Victor is uh, 
his mind is reeling back to 11th grade physics. Yeah. I will say, Quintess, being a scientist, you also kind of realize that this is what's happening. Yeah, it's not great. All right. So, uh, and with that, it is going to pass to uh, First Responder. Okay. Well, um, First Responder doesn't... Isn't sure uh, if this is going to work, but he's going to uh, attempt to... uh, Um... He's going to see uh, whether or not whether this work, this thing can be affected by um, electricity. All right. So he's going to uh, use um, electricity plus uh, close combat with uh, using uh, his uh, fast fingers ability to try and hinder this uh, thing. Okay. So roll your hinder. Alright, so that's with my max die, so that's an 11. So that's a minus 3? Yep. Alright. So you basically sort of like, um, you zip up to it, and you... So what exactly are you trying out here, exactly? Um, Effectively, uh, what he's trying is to, uh, you know, uh, basically just get this... um, uh, He's basically just trying trying to like apply uh, see what happens if he tries to like use his like electricity powers as kind of like a taser okay so you run up and you give it a, a really hard jab basically and the electricity does manage to arc into it um and it does seem to recoil from that so brian what you realize at this moment is that while it is absorbing energy Whatever this physical form that it has is, is not built for this world. And so if you can basically destroy the physical form, you can effectively get rid of it because it just will not be able to exist as a concept uh, or exist in this world. Okay. You can beat it by just hitting it hard enough. Okay. But just double check, its physical form is the word? Yeah, it's like, um, like... Yeah, it literally almost looks like if you typed out something on a computer screen and it just kind of existed in the world as, like, text. Right. It was, like, floating two-dimensional text, essentially. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to relay this to everybody else. If we take it down, that shouldn't destroy it. But whatever you do, do not target the sea. Because if it's doing this to the environment and turning everything cold... I would hate to think of what would happen if we erased the first letter and turned it into old. You know what? Quintess is about to raise her, raise her finger to say something, and then the... You know what? Magic shit. I don't... Yeah, you know what? You're probably right. If you'll excuse me, I need to make up a second villain sheet really quick. Be right back. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Wait, I, just a, a brief, brief question. Um, uh, is there maybe a, just a very slight chance that doing that might make us all age rapidly? Exactly. Uh, all I don't right. know about you, but I I feel like maintaining my figure. <laughs> I don't exactly want to feel like when magic, when my virginal regeneration comes up against old age. Target the O, because if we target the L, that would also turn into the word cod, which is not as bad as old, but still undesirable. <laughs> this tidal wave of fish. Yeah. Or we no, no, no. We all fish. become fish. Yeah. <laughs> we all become reverse mermaids. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, so with that, I think that is everyone has gone in the round. Uh, and since we're in a new round, I'm also going to reveal the second part of this fight. So you realize, like, as you're trying to basically figure out your battle plan, um, first responder, you realize exactly what's happening. You guys are probably going into hypothermic shock. Oh, dear. Um, and with that comes delirium and difficulty focusing and sluggishness. And you realize if you don't start getting away to warm your guys' selves up fast, this is going to make fighting this thing a lot harder. Okay. So, um... The, for its ability, Hypothermic Delirium, heroes active in green status for status and a green for status and abilities as long as you're in the presence of this thing. You require three overcome checks to remove, and if you take a minor twist, it gets to make a move against you. Shit. So let me add, turn, heat yourselves up to the challenge tracker. So until you manage to complete this challenge, you are unable to use any yellow abilities. You are unable to use your your status die is considered green until you man and I believe yeah. So basically, you cannot increase in intensity until you manage to overcome this challenge. So even though we are in yellow, you cannot use yellow abilities. Okay. Okay. And so, first responder, who are you passing to? Um. Uh, am I at the end of the... Is this the start of a new round, or...? Start of a new round, yes. Okay, uh, then I will pass to Brian the Beyonder. Great, okay. And, and I assume you basically relay all of the information about hypothermia and its effects, and that we're, you're going to need... We're going to need some, uh, some heat in this room real quick. Yeah. Okay, um... But you said that, um... Basically, until we can make successful overcome checks, our yellow abilities are cut off. Yes, you are in green. For all intents and purposes, you are in green until those overcome checks are done. Great. Okay. Um, I am going to make an overcome check to use transmutation to just try and get the residual heat in the area and just transform. Basically, I am transforming as much ice in the area as I can into steam to do yeah. something to try and warm ourselves up, if only for a, a moment. All right. All so, right. make the overcome check. That is a five for my mid-die. All right. So, the good news is, by concentrating and focusing, you are able to start transmutating the air around you uh, and various water and moisture in the air into steam. And that does start bringing the heat up a bit. Cool. The bad news is, um, you have now started channeling magical energy, and this concept seems to notice that. Oh no. So it is going to attempt to absorb some of that magical energy. Uh, take a minus two hinder, as you suddenly feel it trying to sap the magic right out of you. Great, okay. So I am just, um, shivering uncontrollably even as I'm doing this. Uh, just basically holding on for as long and hard as possible. All right, and who are you passing to? I am going to pass to... Um, has Quintess gone this round? No. Uh, they have not. Okay, Quintess, it's your turn. All right, uh, Quintess is going to heat ourselves up as well using um, Principle of Science. All right. That's a nine. Okay. So, uh, what are you doing to bring up the temperature in the room? 
uh, Quintessa remembers that there, like, she was down here a while ago, and there were still some, like, pipes, like, water pipes in, around. Yes, utility pipes, all sorts of things. Yeah, so she's going to stick her hand into the, uh, like, put her hand on the wall, and then let the, um, tentacles kind of, like, extend out from the seams in her fingertips into the walls, and prod around and try to find where there could be, like, something that will, like, hot water of some kind, or, like, a water... Or a steam pipe, pipe or anything Or like steam that. pipe or something that will at least, like, even water would, you know, it would, like, it, it would probably be hotter than whatever the temperature is in here right now. Right. Um, so, yes, you do manage to find a, like, pressurized air ton uh, um, like, uh, pipe, and based on how you're sort of feeling around it, you can tell it's pretty warm. Yep. Uh, she's gonna pull. Alright. With a single yoink of your tentacles, the pipe bursts free of the wall, and you hear the sound of, oh, of air rushing in, suddenly swirling around the steam that, uh, Brian was making earlier and sort of dispersing it around the room. It's still pretty damn cold, but at least you're not actively freezing to death anymore. Mm-hmm. But you've still got a ways to go before you've managed to basically get the feeling back in your fingers. Mm-hmm. Well, right. you guys, I my, my lips are just cold. <laughs> ah, yes. All right. Uh, and so, Quintess, who are you passing to? I'll pass to the... Should we get the environment stuff out of the way now? Or should we get... I guess we should finish the heating ourselves up part. Who wants to do the third one? Because uh... Chris already did one and I did one. Mm. Sean, do you think you know a way to do it? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm going to say that uh, I'll probably I do I'll know. Pa- sure, yeah. I'll pass. I'll pass to the first responder then. All right. So, first responder. So everyone. So I will. Um. So yeah. What are you? Are you? What are you doing this round? Uh. Yeah. So. Um. Uh. He is going to use speed plus medicine. Uh. To basically just create a massive amount of heat and friction um, and just literally do that thing where you rub, where you clap your hands and rub them really fast and then like basically apply that to everyone simultaneously in high at high speeds yeah i mean running around it, at high speeds very fast warming up my friends i yeah. mean if you think about the nature of shivering shivering is a process in which to make you know increase your body temperature so stuff like that and rubbing your hands together just by performing it at superhuman speeds, you can gain an insane amount of body temperature. Okay. All right. Um, all right, so that's a four. All right, well, that is still a success. So you have managed to warm ever So between the sort of now balmy temperature in the room and the um, first responder going around sort of heating everybody up, um... You are starting to sort of turn the tide the temperature. It's not so much that it's getting, like, that you're fighting back the essence of cold. More just you're providing enough sort of barrier energy in the room so that it can focus more on sapping stuff from that than from you guys. And also giving a nice couple degrees in your favor to keep you from doing so. Uh, unfortunately, so as you're running around, um, first responder... Uh, you are sliding back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. Oh, no, that's a... Sliding around back, forth, back, forth. When all of a sudden, 
you hit a patch of ice that you didn't see under some frost, and while you are able to catch yourself, it does, like, you do sort of, like, throw yourself out a little bit, and ooh, oh, you're gonna be feeling that. Uh, so take a minus one hinder as you suddenly have, uh, back pain. <laughs> Old man problems. Sure. Alright. And with that, who are you passing to? Um... I will pass to... Am I the last person again? Uh, no. There is still Vindictive, uh, and the, uh, and Victor, and the Environment, and the Cold. Okay. And don't forget, now you can use abilities in yellow. Um, sorry, you said the Cold hadn't gone yet this turn? Correct. Yeah, I'll pass to the Cold. Alright. Well, the good news is, it has a lot of stuff, so... The cold seemingly acts, well, as if it has a singular purpose. And it is going to now, but in terms of gameplay, that means it's going to attack you guys with frostbite. Uh, so that is going to be cold, ranged combat, and a d10. Hmm. Okay. Um, so you feel the, um, the, the essence attempt to try and uh, sap the heat out of you again. And luckily, there is enough kind of relevant energy around that it's not sort of targeting you directly. Unfortunately, your extremities are still being pounded by this cold, and it's starting to actually, like, really hurt now. Um, so everybody takes four damage, and everybody gets hindered for a minus two. Okay. Oh, boy. And um, it is going to pass to the environment... So the scene tracker ticks up. No, wrong thing. And, uh, well, see, you guys have managed to warm up, but now there's all of this thermal energy in the room, and it is basically acting like what you would assume a giant extra-dimensional concept would act like if it was suddenly at a buffet. And because of that, you can kind of feel it sort of begin trying to absorb as much of this energy as possible, and it is going to get a plus two boost from gorging itself. Uh-oh. And um, the environment is going to pass to um, the liquidator. All right. A lot of boosts. Four uh, that I have been believe, put on us in the last round. I, uh, or, I believe so, yes. Yeah. Oof. That's pretty rough. Um, uh, boost or hinder using telekinesis. Apply that mod against multiple close... Um, so, uh, once again, Victor's going to think a little bit outside the box. His mind has been turned to his 11th grade physics class. He's, he's thinking about force vectors. So he's going to just, like, he's going to push uh, yeah, a boost to all my allies. Okay. Go all right. Uh, and the only person left in the round is Vindictive. So uh, Vindictive does best. Uh, he starts taking off his coat and his shirt. And starts... Can it feel pain? Ah. It seems to be reacting to his vindictive aura, so he's like, oh, thank, thank God. I mean, at I this really point, he probably can't gonna, feel however, his body anymore. That's probably true. So he is going to use an um, order. All right. So, um, so as he's doing this, as he's sort of like using that force downward to sort of, even your telekinetic energy is somehow being like sucked out of, um, and it seems to be that energy that it seems to be siphoning out 
is at the very least sustaining it somehow. It might be um, somehow using it to fix its physical form or keep it more tethered to this world. And then Vindictive is going to hit it with um, is Vindictive Special, which allows him to hit the target twice. So this is still going to be pretty good. Uh, so that is a sorry, give me one second. D8, D12, because it turns out it takes a lot of cojones to stand in sub-freezing weather, taking off all your stuff. And a... I ho hopefully not all. <laughs> oh, wait, no, he can roll those. So he rolled two ones, but he does have an ability that allows him to re-roll ones. Alright, so... He does... So it seems like for as much as that thing managed to gain back uh, in from taking your telekinesis, um, Vindictive was able to um, dish out as much as he could and sort of keep it on an even keel, but you suddenly realize that this thing can seemingly absorb all types of energy, not just thermal or, um, in this case, kinetic. Mm -hmm. And so for reference, uh, it has a reaction ability. Anytime a bonus is used against it to attack or hinder it, uh, it may destroy that bonus and then recover health up to, uh, plus the bonus and whatever it rolls on its absorption die. Jesus. Thanks. All right, but with that, it is the start of a new round. And um, Vindictive is going to pass to Brian and go, Brian, you got anything else in that bag of tricks of yours? Um, have we overcome all of the hinder? Like, uh, sorry. Yes, you are, now okay. in, you are now capable of using any abilities. That is done. Okay, great, great, great. Um, I am going to... Uh, how is everybody doing for hinders? Uh, I'm still at minus two, but I'm okay. Yeah, I've got a... I've got a minus two as well. Um, I am going to use Whispers of Zal Ghul to use boost or hinder using telepathy and apply that mod against multiple nearby targets. So I'm going to give everybody some boosts. All right. So, good. Yeah, because uh, this thing is a hinder machine. So uh, let's see. Just a reminder that uh, boosts can just counteract hinders instead of, you know, making more uh, boosts. Right. So um, that it, it can't absorb our, our boosts when we use them. Okay, so I'm going to use a boost to get rid of one of my hinders. But I still have a minus two hinder for this. So I am going to... That is a... Uh, so that is a four total to make a... With a four, is that a plus two boost? Yes. Okay, I am going to give uh, a plus two boost to everybody else in the scene. All right. So, everyone has a plus two boost, and yes, like John said, you can use that to just destroy a hinder, and that will count as using the boost, and thus not trigger that reaction ability. Yeah. Alright, so, Brian, um, you have gone. Mm -hmm. uh, who would you like to pass to? I would like to pass to... Um, who is remaining in the scene right now? Uh, everyone, start of a new round. Excellent. Uh, in that case, I am going to pass to Quintess. Okay. Um, hmm. I guess I'll try to debuff it by using Weight of Entropy. Okay. So that is a... So it's a D12 and... Those... Eight. 
Okay. Okay. Woo. Uh, that's a good roll. So, ten damage. Hinder the target for ten, and then hinder myself for two. Wow. Um, and that doesn't have a bonus attached to it, does it? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so how do you do this? Uh, so Quintess's hand is still on the wall, and the uh, after they the tendrils pull the pipe out of the wall. You see them begin snaking up the pipe towards where the uh, words are, and as they kind of, like, uh, snake through the walls, they uh, come up behind where the words are, and they pull, pull, shoot out from behind, begin pulling and, like, constricting the word itself. Um, yes. Somehow nice. able to, like... Cause what's the physicality of these? Have we, like... Has anyone tried to touch them yet? Like, that was that, uh, that, was that what happened? Fur. You would be the first, I think. Okay, so okay, so when I was touching them, I was actually touching the word there, and that's what made me feel, like, cold, right? Yeah, or at least a tendril of its power or something like that. Yeah, okay. Because, like, I, I thought it was, like, on the ground when I was touching it, so it wasn't, like, yeah. in it in its current form. Okay, so, yeah, the, the tentacles are literally, like, grabbing and constricting it. Yeah, and you can, like, uh, touching it, it's kind of weird. It kind of feels like you're grabbing, like, really large playing cards in terms mm -hmm. of, like, the thickness. Uh, but yeah, like, your tentacles latch onto it, and you're clearly wrenching it and doing some damage. But suddenly, you, again, all of you feels cold. And yeah. that's where that hinder comes in, is you suddenly realize, oh, God, this thing is... Yeah, I'm touch. I got it, I got it. Oh, wait, I'm touching it. Ugh! Yeah. So, yeah, so whatever a 10 hinder is, it has that, and I did 10 damage. All right, so, yeah. All right, so, uh, and Quintess, who are you passing to? Um... Who hasn't gone yet? Um, the environment, cold, um, first responder, the liquidator, and vindictive. I am um, the only person that has gone so far. I'll pass to vindictive. I'd like to actually see what he does. All right. Well, um, vindictive. Um, in uh, out of character, uh, everyone has managed to get rid of the hinders that have been placed on them so far. Correct. I think we're at net zero hinders. Mm. Okay. Because the problem is, is that he has a floating bonus, and he doesn't want, and I uh, can attack into it, but it'd be kind of unfair to just let it get a free heal. So I'm trying to figure out if there's anything else. Oh, well, you, you can just choose to not use a boost and oh. wait until you get hindered again, right? Oh, that's true. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah. It, uh, so, um, Vindictive, realizing that, alright, well, um, it's time to give this thing the... So he's giving it the cold, now he's gonna give it the hot. And so, with his shirt still off, he's just gonna run into the steam pipe and just let it blow at him. And he's just gonna go, ha, ha, oh, hot, 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 hot! And, uh, he's gonna transfer that cha 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 and uh, he is going to use the Vindictive Special again. So that is a, a D8, D8, and a D12. Okay. Uh, Reroll that one. Fours across the board. So it takes four damage. And Vincent takes four damage as he is literally getting blasted with really hot steam. Ha-cha-cha-cha. Uh, so that's 25. All right. Um, should you... Um, um, John and Jonathan, do you want me to pass to you guys, but uh, or pass the environment so we don't get wamboed at the end of the round? I'd prefer avoiding the wombo combo. Alright, so it is going to pass to the cold. 
and the cold with its minus three is going to attempt to uh, it's gonna gonna try and use the first law again as it reaches out with its various uh with its power and attempts to try and seep the light seep the heat right out of you it seems to be trying it seems that whatever Quintess, uh, Quintess is doing to it it seems to be working and it does not like it so it's trying to regain its strength so that is a d8 no that's sorry d10 d10 d8 okay so uh everyone takes a uh, a minus one hinder uh, as once again you feel the heat being sort of taken from you and unfortunately uh, but unfortunately for it it seems like since you guys are all getting colder there's less and less energy to take so it doesn't really recover all that much health and with that it will pass to the environment and uh, you guys suddenly realize something is that due to the temperature being so cold it's starting to affect the room not just in the fact that it's cold but also you know causing sudden freezing of um like any water that's trapped in between it and the um the ground and you suddenly start seeing these like large cracks forming on the ceiling and you realize that if it keeps going like this there's a potential that it could cause the entire roof of this storm drain to collapse and if it does it's probably gonna bring a pretty significant chunk of the road with it yeah that's bad shit seems bad don't like so, it stop the collapse and uh right that's the environment's turn so the environment is going to tick up and i'm going to say that that is a uh, let's make it a two box challenge all right and the environment is then going to pass to um first responder all right well um uh, i don't really have anything good about um changing uh, uh about fixing things i n neither of my principles really apply here uh, uh i think i think i got something on my turn don't don't worry about it okay then i am going to use uh my flurry of fists ability all right so i'm going to attack with speed and close combat um and I get to use max die unless I roll doubles, in which case I use my max plus min die. Ooh, I see. Nope. So that's just going to be a seven. All which, right. considering I'm, I roll two d12s on that attack, uh, it's pretty low. Mm -hmm. All right. So yeah, you start heading up and following um, uh, Brian's uh, directions, you begin working that O like a speed bag. And it turns out it's kind of easy while it's you know, wrapped up with these weird tentacle things. But you don't want to pay too much attention to that. You've got uh, a job to do, and you're going to do it well. And uh, I'm assuming you pass to uh, the Liquidator. Yep. All right. So, Yonavid, what are you going to do? All right. Uh, Victor is looking at this the, this ceiling. It is in danger of collapse. He is not very happy about that. Um, and he's going to close his eyes and concentrate uh, and, and use his principle of the future He's extending his precognitive abilities to see multiple possible futures. Um, so this, the, the street, the storm rain isn't going to collapse like all in one big chunk, right? It's going to start at a central point uh, at maybe where there's already weak spots in the cement and it's going to radiate out from there. So if those can, uh, like weak spots, those fracture points can get reinforced, it might stop the collapse entirely. Um, and so that that's what Victor's going to do is, is use his 
principle of the future to find those weak points and then reinforce them specifically um, using uh, uh, paper money, which is going to flash freeze on contact <laughs> with this super cool cement. Oh, I, I love it. And then you're going to mm. fire the, the flare gun and Nemo's going to shoot the missile to stop the collapse. Wait, wrong movie. But yeah, uh, roll to overcome. Okay. So the principle of the future. Uh, max die here is uh, uh, an eight. I believe that's a success with no twists. Uh, yes, it is. So, All right. For good measure, you kind of like swirl it around in the air just to make sure that it gets like uh, swirl it around on the ground to make sure it gets nice in contact with moisture. And then, yeah, you direct it upward and almost like a fire hose, you just start basically plastering these uh, these major weak spots with this basically paper mache of money and freezing liquid. And yeah, you've managed to more or less seal them up almost compl almost completely, but it's still like, it's not a, it's a rush job. So it's obviously not entirely secure. <laughs> People are always telling me I don't pay enough taxes to the city. Well, here I am doing their job for them. <laughs> hey, another and classic Hachacha moment. Hey, I see <laughs> in the future, I don't pay the taxes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I launch your money into the space. Precisely, yes. Um, and that's the start of a new round, right? Uh, yes, so you can pass it off to whoever you'd like. Excellent. Brian, you take the wheel. Oh boy, okay. So I'm thinking that this uh, possible collapse is a bad thing, so I am going to use uh, an ability of mine. Um, Might of Agathir, overcome an environmental challenge using telekinesis and use my max die. So basically... Um, I is this am... a, a principle, or is this just uh, an ability? It's a yellow ability of mine. Yeah. So, uh, I am going to... Let's see. All right, my mid-die for this is a seven. Okay, so that is a success with a minor twist. So, okay. what are you doing? Uh, like, are you... So, what are you doing to basically keep this thing aloft? Is there anything large in the scene, like rocks or debris or anything like that? Um, there's a couple pipes, like, there's the loose pipes that, uh, Quintessa's ripped out of the wall, um, mm. there's, like, grates, there's a lot of, like, miscellaneous metal stuff that you can do. Okay, so basically, I'm gonna start using telekinesis to pile up all this metal stuff into a loose pillar, then I am going to use a minor bit of transmutation to, uh, turn the nearby ice into steam and then refreeze it around the pipes, using all of the cold in the area to our advantage for the first time to basically make a metal and ice pillar to support the collapsing ceiling. Nice. Dig it. All right. So, uh, that, so that works, and you start transmuting in order to start refreezing around it. The problem is um, you're basically running into issues in where you're spot freezing it, but you have to keep redoing it like you're redoing a weld because occasionally it will freeze too quickly before you can get it into place. Right. So this used telekinesis, correct? Correct. So the minor twist that you're going to take is you can do this, but you're going to need to take time. So for the next round, you are going to be unable to use any telekinesis abilities because you have to keep this thing in place while you do the spot welding. Uh, that, um, I can live with that. All right. So yeah, you'll be able to do that. It'll just take a bit of time. Okay, so I'm going to focus my telekinesis on that. In addition, um, either remove any penalty in the scene or boost equal to my mid-die. So with a 
seven, that is a plus three? Plus two. Plus two, okay. Um, what other penalties currently exist in the scene? Uh, everybody that hasn't gone yet, I believe. Um, there is a minus one penalty that is on Vindictive, okay. but beyond that, I don't know what everyone's uh, current situation is. All right, I will give myself a plus two boost in, uh, in that case. Okay, all right. And, and uh, who are you passing to, Brian? I am going to pass to First Responder. All right. So, Lou, you going to work the bag more, or you got another idea? Um, let's see. We are still in yellow, so... And uh, this guy doesn't actually have... Well, basically, eats boosts, which is the other thing that I'm really good at doing. Uh, so that's probably not useful. So, yeah, I'm just going to keep working the bag. All right. All right. Once again, just seven. Okay, well... Consistent damage is still good damage. Twenty-seven. Oh, because you're still getting one's not good damage. On a long enough time scale, though. <laughs> All right. Uh, and who are you? So yeah, you keep working this out, and it looks like you're starting to see cracks coming in. So you're starting to work. This physical form can't take much more abuse. One more really, fuck, uh, few more solid hits, and this thing's probably down for the count. All right. And who are you passing to? Um. I am going to pass to, um, has Quintess gone this round? Uh, she has not. All right, yeah, I'll pass to Quintess. All right, Quintess. Okay, so I'm still hindered slightly, so what I'll do is, hmm, boost myself using the void. I'm going to pull from nowhere. <laughs> Jesus, okay, I'm on fire today. Uh, persistent exclusive. So, uh, sit. So I got an eight, but so that's minus two. So it's a six. That's a plus two bonus. Yes. Okay. So I so Princess pulls the. Uh, I guess like it did. Did the, is the hinder gone on the thing? Uh, yeah. I'll say basically like you've tried holding it in place, but like you're starting to feel like the tentacles actually are getting frostbite. So you basically have to pull them back to keep it from dying on the vine. Yeah, so she pulls the the, the tendrils back in and uh, wraps them around her hand, like the gloved hand, mm-hmm. um, and is going to use that as a, to kind of, like, bolster herself. Alright. And uh, who is Quintess uh, passing to? Uh, the uh... only people that have gone yet that are not uh, the environment of the villain are Vindictive and the Liquidator. Oh, pass to the environment. Okay. Good call. Alright, so... Uh, the environment ticks up, which I believe means we are now in red. Uh, that's how that works, right, John? Once it reaches the border. Yep. Okay, so we're now in red. All right. Um. Okay. So I'm gonna say that as you guys are doing this, you could kind of like you could like this place is obviously connected to the the street level, so you can start hearing something. Um. All of a sudden, you start hearing this like howling wind that is coming down and you realize that with all of this energy that you've been feeding into it whatever effect that it's been having on the city is starting to get way worse like there was wind coming through drains before but now it's coming through so hard and so fast that it's starting to like cause whistling and i'm going to say um hmm. i'm gonna say this is uh, i'm gonna say brian yeah as you're doing this, you suddenly remember that the last time that you were, like, you 
were talking with your family, they were deciding to go outside and do stuff in the snow. Oh, and no. you are suddenly hit with this pang of tangible dread as you realize that if this is as bad as you think it is outside, oh, my God, like, my family is in danger. Yeah. And I'm going to say that uh, this is going to throw you off your game. Uh, take a minus two hinder as you are suddenly palpably reminded of your adult responsibilities and the fears that come with it. Okay. And uh, the environment is... Oh, and then the environment is going to pass to the cold. And the cold is going to use the first law. So that is d10, d10, d10. And almost as if it seems to be building to a crescendo, another wave of this sort of, you don't know how to describe it, as almost pure cold slams into all of you, sapping away your heat. Um, everybody is going to take a minus two hinder, and it is going to recover a bit of health from the heat that it seems to, the energy that it's gorgeous, that it is uh, imbibing. And then it is going to pass to the liquidator. All right. Uh, top of a new round? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And we're in the red zone. Yep. Mm hmm. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, I'm going to use um, ha, ha, both my red abilities. So I, I have uh, uh, a kind of a reaction at the start of my turn, turn any penalty into a bonus. Okay. Um, so I'm going to turn that minus two hinder into a plus two bonus. Uh, and then I'm going to use my... Uh, kind of uh, t title card uh, red ability, the Benjamins. So I'll use telekinesis to create uh, d6 minions equal to your mid-die. Ooh. Uh, Jonathan, since this is pretty important, if you want to re-roll this, I'm allow my, my, one of my yellows is I can allow an ally to re-roll their die pool once. Mm, I also have an ability where I can re-roll my uh, die pool. Okay. I refuse these results. I refuse these other results. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that mid-die is a four, so I am actually going to re-roll it. This is a green ability called Trading Futures. After rolling during your turn, you may take one damage to re-roll your entire die pool. Nice. Which is pretty nice. Oh, that's much better. Um, well, not not that much better, but with a, uh, with, it's a five, and with the plus two bonus, that's a seven. So I create seven d6 minions, and uh, they'll come into play at the start of my next turn. Okay, uh, and with that, the only person left is Vindictive. So Vindictive is seeing uh, First Responder sort of like giving uh, the business to the the cold, and he just calls over, Old Timer, hit me in the face as hard as you can! <laughs> um, do I actually have to roll for that, or does that... No, no, this is a thematic thing. It's just his ability, basically. Yeah, uh, then he will... Uh, like all of a sudden uh, he's just going to be there give him one of those standard like flash punches yeah pretty much so, run yeah, all you... the way around the world and <laughs> no no he doesn't need to destroy me he just needs to hurt me significantly alright and uh, I'm going to use that plus two bonus I have to remove the, the minus one so this is just a regular roll and he's going to hit him with the vindictive special again 12 d8 Eight. Or no, we're in red. Now it's a D10. Ooh. Alright. Um, so he... So yeah, you hit him. He goes flying into the wall. You're pretty sure you broke his jaw. 
and he just like bounces off the wall, hits the floor, and he's like, ah, what? nice one! And he takes some damage, and the cold is going to take some damage. And that's going to take... All right, and um, at the start of a new round, um, he's just going to say to Victor, Hey, Victor, maybe now's a good time to uh, cash out, huh? Loud and clear. And uh, he passes to you. Oh, okay. Right, yes, sorry. sorry. I forgot we were at the top of the new round. (laughs) All right, so the Benjamins uh, are going to do their thing. I now have 76 minions. Uh, yeah, so they are going to pile onto this uh, uh, this letter O uh, and just kind of surround it and, and um, you know, their combined powers to try and roll it away from the rest of the word. Or, like, rip it apart. It's a, yeah, whichever works. All right, so should I just roll all the D6s and, and give you the, the total sum? Yes, it has no reaction abilities against damage unless there is a bonus applied to the attack. Okay, that's... Oh boy, that's uh, 27. Wow, okay. Um, 76, right. baby. Yeah, so your Benjamin boys, yeah, your Benjamins jump onto the O and they start just wrenching it from side to side. And the good news is that since they're made of money, they don't really care about, like, you know, freezing. Mm-hmm. And so they just start giving it their all. Uh, you can start to see, like, visible cracks starting to form on the letter. And probably with one more solid uh, thrust, you could destroy this thing. All right, excellent. Um, yeah, I'm going to pass to uh, Quintess. Uh, don't you have a turn? Because that was just your minions. Oh, oh yes, you're right. Haha. Uh, yeah, all right. In that case, uh, Vic is going to take advantage of this opening, and he's going to use uh, his yellow ability, um, where he attacks using his trademark roll of quarters. So... <laughs> He's just going to get in there, uh, jump off of a stalagmite, and uh, sucker punch this thing. All right. Uh, mid-die on that is a six. All right. So with one, so with a solid punch of your quarters, um, you manage to actually, like, break a section of the O off. It seems to still be complete, but you can tell, like, you can start to feel this almost, like, sense of... You're not entirely sure what it is, but there's definitely like something that was making this thing up and whatever it is it's leaking out now but it's still solid and it still seems to be kicking though probably Ew. for not much longer idea juice it's getting all over my fists uh, <laughs> ideas um all right conceptual now juice <laughs> conceptual juice okay uh quintess's boost negates the penalty so she's still at zero right. um out of Kara uh, and Meta saying, if you're wanting to have a, a reason why suddenly you're full of power, finishing this thing off somehow might give you an excuse. Alright, I'll unfeel containment then. Here we go. Alright. Uh, you know what? Every fight, and I feel like it's gonna. It, the, the, the problem is, is that it takes a major twist. So I. I mm, as, as fun as that would be, I think uh, instead I will use. <laughs> okay, you know what? Actually, this other one. I'm going to use Causality Break instead. Okay. Right, so, Void, Finesse, and Status Die. Uh, attack using Void. Alright, uh, right, so uh, I attack using Void. You may move the target of the attack anywhere else nearby. So I do uh, 6 damage. 
Alright. Uh, does that enough? That is enough. That kills me. Alright, so Quintessa's just going to pull the O right beside... So you, she reaches her hand out and then closes her fist and pulls as if pulling, like, a rope. And the O is ripped out of space-time uh, for a moment and then appears in front of her. And, and uh, at that point, uh, the tendrils uh, shoot out from the walls um, and then just pull it apart. All right, nice. yeah. So as you manage to do this, you pull apart the O and there's an explosion of energy. Quintess, you suddenly hear voices, like thousands of voices, all of them like some variation of like, ah, oh, this weather's really cold, right? Oh, it's getting colder. Ah, oh, cold. And like all of them talking about cold. And it just like fills your head for about a second and then just goes silent. And um, the same uh, as this like thing literally begins to almost like evaporate in front of you. Um, the rest of the letters attempt to try and like form into something, but then it's almost like two magnets of the same polarity like bumping into each other. They just can't seem to like walk together. And as this happens, they also start basically like sort of evaporating in front of you. But as far as everyone else can see, there's this massive flash of light in front of Quintess. And there's the, when it comes to Quintess, you've just got this like look on your face as if like several thousand people are trying to ask you a question at once. Yeah. Man, I never thought our biggest problem would be small talk. (sighs) Uh, uh, What are you talking about? As like Vincent readjusts his jaw to the right position. Mm. Uh, I'll tell you when we leave. Uh, All right. How is everyone? Uh, Still standing. Good. Anybody else? Uh, Yeah, still got all ten fingers. Anyone yeah. need a top up? And uh, he like goes back over to his jacket. He reaches in and he pulls out like a little flask. It's like just in case. Quintess walks over and takes it. <laughs> <laughs> and just downs the whole thing and then hands it back. Oh, I mean that was meant for everybody, but uh, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Screws it back, puts it in his jacket, puts his clothes back on. So with the, the dissipation of the word, how cold it is? Is it in here now? It's still fairly cold. Like you right. theorize that it did suck the heat out of everything in these like suck the heat out of everywhere so it's gonna take a while for that energy to come back but you can tell but like in the room you're in like you can start to feel like the steam and that sort of balminess like it's starting to stay rather than like show up and then immediately be taken away uh all right well on the way out quintessa say i you said it was from the dimensional uh She's like massaging her temples. Thing, the dimensional, like a like a hanger on or something. Yes, it it was some sort of well interdimensional hitchhiker in a sense, in the same way that a spore from a plant may attach itself to a piece of clothing and travel over great distances. But regardless of what it may have been. The fact is, if we were able to destroy it, then that should take care of the problem. Think there are any others? Hmm. I shall check my equipment when I return home, but uh, for now, that is the only one that I think we need to worry about. Uh, That's good news. Uh, Oh, by the way, old timer, thanks. If it wasn't for you, I think we probably would have ended up like popsicles. Uh, I mean, ugh. Just too bad that uh, 
the poor guy on the the alley uh, had to you know, Bad uh, freeze up for us to, to notice. It. <sighs> well, and so yeah, and as you guys get topside, uh, you start getting like uh, like cell phone messages because the signal yeah. down there was pretty bad. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, it turns out in the time when you guys were fighting it, uh, a massive blizzard descended on the city and just dumped an unbelievable amount of snow all over the place. How's my family? Uh, you have texts from your wife. Uh, they're cool. safe. Their power did go out, so they're okay. you know doing candles and stuff. But yeah, it's a lot of texts of like, where are you? Like, uh, is everything okay? That sort of thing. Um, right. Victor, you have a similar um, text from your aunt that are at first very passive-aggressive, but as it goes on, like, start to become genuinely worrying. Gen- genuinely aggressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey. Victor, you pick up the phone right now, I swear to God, and then it's just, like, a bunch of Italian swearing. Yep. <sighs> Alright, well, if you don't mind, uh, I'm probably gonna go sit in front of a space heater for a couple hours, see if I can't get the feeling back in uh, all of my bits. I need to return home and warm up as well. Is there anyone who does not have a place to go back to? Quintess raises her hand. Come with me, my friend! Uh, then, yeah. Uh, I just go over and I put an arm around Quintess's shoulder. Oh, uh, she, like, pries your hand off. Probably not a good idea, but thanks, Brian. All right! Well, we shall return home for hot cocoa and a seat by the fireplace! Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing you got most of your gift shopping out of the way for... Wait a minute. Have you picked up a present for your wife? Brian is staring into space suddenly with a completely blank expression. Uh, Brian? Brian? What? We got a, we got something else to worry no. about? No, only me. And so, without saying anything else, Brian and Quintess teleport out. <laughs> uh, well, yeah... Hey, uh, Vic, you want to discuss business plans for a second? I, uh, recently acquired an income stream, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to, uh, diversify it. Uh, you know what? Ordinarily, I would say yes, but I've got, uh, a ham to marinate and a very angry Zia to take care of. So, uh, maybe I'll call you tomorrow. Uh, wait, you're anti-Zia? Uh, yeah, yeah. You cooking the ham tonight? No, no, I'm just marinating it, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh... If you want. Well, all right. Good luck with that. I uh, I know she's got a hell of a right hook. Oh, don't remind me. Well, old timer, I uh, thanks again for uh, helping us out of a jam there. But uh, yeah, you're pretty good at this sort of stuff. I have a lot of experience. Uh, yeah. Everybody groans and like <laughs> rolls their shoulders. Yeah, uh-huh. we all got that. You Punches know, that their lower induced... back a couple of times. I <laughs> got yeah. that, like, cold-induced back pain. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, well, see you around, I'm sure. Yep. And uh, with that, yeah, everyone heads their separate ways. Having effectively stopped uh, some sort of dimensional interloper from ruining the holidays. Mm-hmm. And from all of us at Listen to These Nerds, we hope that you have a very happy holidays. Especially in times as what they are. And if you're somehow listening to this around the holidays in the future, where hopefully everything's better, happy holidays to you, you weird time traveler. You lucky son of a bitch. (laughs) Damn you, future person. (laughs) We'll get you! We'll get you! (laughs) (laughs) Alright, but uh, thank you everyone for listening, and hopefully you'll join us next time. Good night, everyone.
Good night, everyone. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listentothesenerds at gmail.com.